Hey guys, this is Leather Leone and you're listening to Vera Vault Metal. All right, everybody, it is an honor. I have Mrs. Leather Leone with me, uh, somebody I've been following since uh, the 80s with Chastain. And uh, you have such a long, a big discography, really. And and I know pretty much everything. And uh, we will go <laughs> you through You can fill it. me in, probably. I've forgotten, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll probably remind <laughs> you of a few things, because I want to go through the albums real quick. Okay. And discuss like my favorite songs off it and what you think of them, and but you know before we get all into that, what what are you what what are you uh, doing now? What um... now? I have the blessing of uh, I work I call them the boys from Brazil. I hooked up with a, a band in sixteen seventeen. I don't remember. Um, but right now I am writing another record with Vinny Tex, my guitar player, who's my songwriting partner. So we're in the middle of writing new music, and again. Because of, you know, the COVID bullshit, um, I have a couple tours that have put on hold. So I'm just home writing like everybody else, you know, just putting that frustration on paper. And then I was going to say on tape, Ralph, I was going to say on tape, but, you know, what that ages us a little bit. (laughs) So there there will be a leather three, a third leather album. Oh, God, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm looking forward to that. But let's go way back. Uh, 1927. 1985, actually. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Mysteries of Illusion was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that is the first uh, appearance on a... Yes, and was it 1985? Yes, it was, okay. I believe, yeah. though. That's what yeah. the internet says. Okay, okay, yes. That was my first record with David Chastain. Yes, and uh, it, I mean, it, it wasn't the fr- I heard the next one first, uh, Ruler of the Wasteland. But Yeah, Ruler of the Wasteland really got picked up by radio. I mean, they, that was a really pushed record, yeah. Yeah, but Mystery Illusion was really good. Like, I want to discuss, like, just, you know, a couple songs off it. If okay. you remember, and what do you think of them? I like, uh, When the Battle's Over. That's, like, one of my favorite songs. Really? Right? Oh, yeah. Again, let, let, me, let me paint this scenario for you. I was singing in a, in a band in San Francisco called, called Rude Girl, we had been courted by all these labels and, you know, I found out the real music business at that time. It all fell apart. Got a call from Mike Varney, who had become my friend. He's like, hey, I have this guitar player. Why did David Chastain in that time want to work with a woman? I don't know. But so he just gave all these songs to me and I was so green. You have to understand, I did not know what I was doing. I just learn these songs. It was all his writing. Literally, I went note for note on his melodies because I was so green. Um, and I actually just got a flashback of when the battle's over, there were some harmonies on that record that I just couldn't get. And this is what David Chastain used to do. He'd sit in the booth and go, again, again, again. <laughs> so I remember being really frustrated with that song, but when I heard the end result, it was pretty cool. Yeah, when the battle's over, I'll have my peace of my... Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And Fear No Evil as well. That's uh, another oh, one of my favorites on there. I loved that song from the beginning. I think he actually had that song with CJSS. And a, and a bunch of us demoed his stuff at the time, and my version was just the better one. So we, that was a great live song, yeah. That was great. It still is, yeah. 
And then we go into uh, your next album with him in 1986, Ruler of the Wasteland, which that's the first song I heard off Metal Shop. Remember the Metal Shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only show with teeth. I just found an old picture of me with the Metal Shop shirt. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I discovered you. I was uh, completely blown away uh, by your voice. And uh, and then, you know, I soon bought that album. And uh, uh, what are your memories of that? And I got to say, you know, that title track and There Will Be Justice are my favorites off there. And, uh, Again, I, I love Ruler of the Wasteland as soon as I heard it. I actually still open my shows with it sometimes. Um, uh, you know, again, uh, I, I was so excited because to me, I had made it. You know, I started playing shows with like 2,000 people. Woo! Ruler of the Wasteland again. I was a little hesitant in the studio. I was still green. I was still nitpicking. But Ruler of the Wasteland really, really got me. Um, don't remember a lot about it other than I was so excited that Chastain called me again and gave me a ticket. Uh, and I think, I, and I didn't want to tour on that record. I was like a stupid girl because I had a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> so that's all I remember. I know that KNAC was playing the hell out of Ruler. Um, so I remember that as something that I should have done. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there, And there will be justice. What a great, great song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, great melody, yeah. It's hard for me to listen to those old records, though, again, because I didn't know what I was doing in that 80s production where we, we were just in a freaking wind tunnel, and I had that girly, girly voice. Uh, it, it's hard for me. I still heard, you know, what, what you became, though. There, it was kind of yeah, like... thank you. <laughs> uh, where where, where uh, during those years, uh, you were, like you said, you were green during Mystery of Illusion. You were still green during uh, Ruler of the Wastes? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because I hadn't played out with Chastain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was still green. I didn't have a lot of experience. And I would... What was the next record? Seventh? Uh, the Seventh of Never, yes. Yeah, no, I don't remember feeling any sense of knowing what I was doing until Voice of the Cult. Well, The Seventh of Never has my favorite Chastain song. What's that? Paradise. Paradise. I still do that song. Good freaking song. My band loves playing that song. Yeah, that song rocks. Good it is song. So, it is so good. Uh, yeah. I have a radio show that I, I uh, every single Thursday... Uh, there's not a week that goes by that I don't either play something from Chastain or, oh, or cool. uh, the leather stuff, you know, Thank like you. something something off this. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, that and uh, and the Wicked and Restless are my favorite. Oh, songs. that's that's what that's one of my favorite songs ever. The Wicked or Restless. Yeah, my I think Chastain hit it with Wicked or Restless and Angel of Mercy and Endlessly. Those songs just fucking kick. I would actually like to re-record Endlessly because I could sing it now. Back then, I couldn't sing it, in my opinion. Well, I like to hear, yeah, I, I like to hear your voice now do it, even though, I mean, <laughs> it was still strong. Uh, yeah, this time, well, the melody, know? the melody is undeniable, yeah. So I don't know what came first, the seventh of Never, or when you were talking about the Rude Girls, uh, you released an EP in 87. No, see, everybody, I, I was on the EP. I was never a part of Malibu Barbie. My initial drummer, Sandy, that I keep talking about, when Rude Girl fell apart, she went to these other thrash girls, which they were way ahead of their time, Malibu Barbie. They had a guy singer who, uh, he was on vacation or something, and I was in between Chastain tours, and they called me up and said, can you just come to the studio and lay down these two tracks? 
literally, that's all it was. I didn't know the songs. I had her singing melody in one ear, me with headphones. I did it like 20 minutes and I went home. I can't believe how people love that stuff. Oh, it's amazing. The two songs, uh, when, yeah. when uh, Lightning Strikes, and what was the other yeah. one? Uh, 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 the Lords, Lords of the Night. Yes, oh, Lords of the Night. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, I, I did a little research on Rude Girls, and you guys were uh, uh, playing shows with the Exodus. and. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's where I learned. I would open for Exodus. I think I opened, I opened up for Megadeth. Oh my God, dude, the spitting and the throwing and the booing, it was incredible. It was great. I, I loved it, especially opening up for S Exodus. I would get beer cans thrown at me. It was really cool. It taught me a lot. And I can remember we were supposed to, we were courting, CBS was courting us, Ralph, and we were supposed to open up for Slayer. I was like, we're going to get fucking killed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it never came to be. But yeah, that was, that was, it was such great times. Um, I used to, we used to hang out with Blackie from Wasp and he would just say to me, I don't know how you do it. It was a really good training ground for making people pay attention to you. Wow. And, and, you know, I mean, I listened to that Rude Girls EP and I'm thinking, wow, I can't picture you guys getting booed or, cause it's really heavy. You know, it, it can, it can fit in well. Well, again, that, that wasn't the band. The band was Rude Girl and there's no recordings of Rude Girl. We had a record that we were, oh. we were more priesty. More, there was oh, a lot I of see. melody to it. There were big chords. Yeah, the Malibu Barbie thing was, it, it was just something oh, else. So those yeah. songs weren't played. No. Oh, no. that's okay. Yeah. Now I understand. Because we, we if were doing played... songs like "Hungry for Your Love." Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that won't go over with the Paul Bailey yeah. fan. No, we were trying. We were we were very priesty. We we're like priests. Yeah. Oh, that's great, man. And then uh, the next one was uh, the Voice of the Cult. Uh, yeah. Voice of the Cult, like I said, that's what I remember a turnaround where I was in the studio going, I got this. We had started touring together. I was learning how to deal with crowds. And it was also the first time that I started paying attention to the production. Never liked the production. We sounded way too arena rock. My voice didn't sound like, I just, I, I don't like those chest hand records at all. I don't like the processed vocals, the layering that made, they made me do all the freaking harmony. I did, it was so homogenized to me. Are you talking about the voice of the cult? Yeah, voice of the cult is when it started, yeah. Okay, because I did notice, uh, I don't know, it sounded a little beefier than the, the well, pre yeah. previous album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, I don't even remember who did those, because that was before Roadrunner, Road Racer at the time. Yeah, they just started layer. It, it was like arena rock. It was like, we aren't Boston, stop. So I didn't like it. Oh, I, I I love the ch uh, Child of Evermore, Evil for Evil. Good song. Yeah. Uh, the, voice, the title track. The cult, again, I sing that all over the world and people go crazy. I mean, there's little 20 year old girls in front of me singing that song. It, it brings tears to my eyes. And that has stuck with me, that label, The Voice of the Cult. So, hey, I'm extremely grateful. I'm just saying, for my taste, I wanted to be heavier. Okay. Uh, then you did your first solo album, Shockwaves, in 1989. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what, what do you think? I, I love that album. What, what do you think of it? I do. I do like it a lot. Uh, but I think the reason why it's so inside of me is because that's the first time I ever actually sat down and wrote melodies and lyrics myself. So I was like, wow, crap, I can do this. Um, again, way too overpriced. Yeah, no, I still really like it. 
I do all your neon live. I do shockwaves live, of course, because of our my great friend, our great friend Mark Shelton. Uh, I I still like it. I, I think my voice was a little better on that one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's when I started to hear a little bit of a change. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a song I really like off that one is uh, The Battlefield of Life. Oh, that song. So does everybody. My band wants to do that live. That was a song that Chastain literally had back in his closet. Back oh, okay. in the day, I would listen to tapes and I was like, holy shit. So him and I really, really worked on that. Again, you know, it's a little too, I'm not into all that production, the bells and the whistles and the wind, but that that's a good song. And something in, in his life where we... Uh, yes! Uh, yeah. For Dio. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first songs that I wrote. Um, I was really, really proud of it. Again, it was a little piece of music that Chastain had, and we worked on it. But then again, that album was still, it was basically just a Chastain record. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? I didn't move far away enough, you know? No, the yeah, it did. Yeah, it had the same vein, the same metal. I mean, yeah. You, but you, again, you, I think my voice was allowed to be a, a little more like I really sounded. So you were in charge of uh, a little bit more, your yeah, performance yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then uh, for those who dare in 1990, yeah. uh, first time I saw a Chastain video. Was yeah. there any video shot before that? Uh, like official videos? No, no, nothing. And I know we were so blessed again because of Monty Connor, who's now at Nuclear Blast, I think. Who won't sign me? Um, <laughs> uh, well, that was Road Road Runner was Road Racer at the time, right? Right, That yes. was when they had just gotten... Um, was it that was like pre Nickelback before they had all this money? Oh, I think they had the Sepultura record because they took for those who dare and they remixed it again, way too processed, uh, so homogenized. But again, we got the video out of it. MTV played the video quite a bit. I, uh, not one of my favorite records, but again, for those who dare, I sing it live, everybody knows it, loves it. Um, my band really likes Night of Anger. They want to do that live. I'm like, probably not. <laughs> I like I Am the Rain. I like that song. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, that, Justine allowed me to write a song. On the oh, that was your song. I didn't, excuse me, that in The Mountain Whispers. And I just got a flashback. When I showed him The Mountain Whispers, he calls me Miss Lather. He goes, well, Miss Lather, it doesn't really have a chorus. I'm like, we're doing the song like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great one, and, and Not Much Breathing is an, another one. Oh, that was mine, that. too, yeah. Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah. Okay. That and and a, a great cover of Barracuda from Heart, I thought. Uh, that was something, do that the label made us do. I don't do covers. I'm not a cover singer. If you can't make the song greater, and I, I'm not one of those people. I can't, but Barracuda, for some reason, they said, you have to do a cover song. Literally, chest on it. We did that in, like, 10 minutes. We went to the studio. I'm like, there you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I wanted to sing it really dirty. Of course, I sang it as dirty as I could. Uh, the 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 one I don't I don't I, I will admit I don't know, but I was doing research is the seventh and the voice. Ah, seventh and ever the title track of that song is brutal. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, seventh and never was a pretty big record too around the world. Uh, seventh and never I still play sometimes vocally that song kills you you listen to it it just da, 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 it never stops da, 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 da. vocally it's brutal and then there's the 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 rain of leather that I had nothing to do with that that's Leviathan that's the label what was that like remake in my opinion in my uh -huh. opinion I'm not big enough to do all that 
really just, I just, it, I, I don't think anybody cares. It was just the label wanted to make, see if they, what could, they could do off it. But God bless them because David Chastain knows that I was, I wanted to stay out there. So he's done a lot of things to help. It never hurts me to do anything Chastain. So he's always just trying to help me when he thinks there's interest, you know? Right. Uh, Metal in Your Face, 2012. Uh, what, what are your memories of that one? What is that? That's not me. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's part of discography because I don't own that. And I was looking through your discography and I there's something no called Metal in Your Face, 2012. Uh, it must be something maybe that Chastain did musically. I, nothing. It's not me at all. Okay, then I'm sure you know Surrender to No One. Well, yes, again, um, he, he he's always been really supportive, and he's always said to me, you're too good, you need to be out there, just go out there and do what you can do. So oh, we started talking during Imagine Me Alive. I made a sludge leather record um, in L.A. I, talking about Dio, I was blessed. Like Scott Warren was on it, Jimmy Bain was on it. Oh, wow. So I got to rehearse where Dio, oh God, it was, I mean, I was like a, a sniveling baby. But through that, I was talking to Chastain because of business. So we kind of got back in the thing and he said, hey, you know, I have some material that would be Chastain material. And I said, yeah, but it's gotta be, it, it's gotta be as good as we used to be. So Surrender to No One came out of that. I don't think it's a very strong record. Uh, I think vocally it's pretty bad. Um, but I was proud to do it again. It threw me back out there, but that definitely wasn't my best. I don't think. Well, you know, I thought the the title track. Um, I noticed there was a slight more grit and heaviness. Yeah. Your well, finally, Ralph, I was like, "Hello, this is this is the way Leather wants to sing." Yeah. Yeah. And that's... also, my 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 voice has also changed. Mike Varney told me that my balls have finally dropped. <laughs> I, I always wanted to sing in these keys, the keys that I'm, but I, I could never sing that low. So I went for the obvious, but my voice has really changed and I really like it down here. Yeah. And I worked at it. I worked at it a little more and I wanted everything I do now, you know, the eighties are over that processing is it's gone. I want dry, dry, as dry as it can possibly be. And uh, you made a video for that album, I believe. Evil Awaits Us. Was that on that album? Oh, that, yeah, Love Evil it. Awaits Us. I do that live, too. Yeah, we did that video, which the video is funny because we're all in different parts of the world. Right, right. Yeah. With a white background. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, shoot to leather. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, it was, it was cool being back with him. We have a really great working relationship. Him and I are total opposites. Um, I drive him crazy because I, I, I'm obvious, I like a lot of saliva when I sing. So I have like blow pops and gum and tea and I have spit all over the windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really drives him crazy. Yeah. But oh, we, we work, you know, we work. We are, we are breezing through that. I thought this was going to take longer, but we're, we're no. uh, as far I as the discovery. I have a large opinion of myself. Like I said, I don't sit around when I make a record, it's done. I don't, I, I can't even listen to them. With the exception of the next one, We Bleed Metal, love that fucking record. I still listen to it. The original one. Yeah, I love that. All Hail the King. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I do that live, too. I do that live, too. Don't yeah. Trust Tomorrow, No Place Called Home. That's a great record. It's a good record. Yeah, we spent more time on that one, and he was more okay with what I was doing. Although he's never, even when he writes stuff, he would give me the format and go, go with it. So it's not like I can blame him. I think, again, as I got older, maybe as more influence because I love heavy stuff. I love gingers and I love uh, arch enemies and I, uh, 
I love that stuff. So I think maybe just the influence of it allowed me because, you know, with Ronnie, Ronnie was really kind of a clean, strong. And again, I'm just more pissed off now. You know, you get more jaded when you get old, right? <laughs> but We Bleed Metal, love what he did to We Bleed Metal. Yeah, Don't Trust Tomorrow. Oh, that what's the gods uh, uh, what's the god song um oh um against oh, no against all the odds against yes and it uh, was the first record where i would do these kind of different harmonies and he would go wow that's really good you know instead of telling me what to do yeah the original so you, we bleed metal i still really like so you, you had more control of yeah, uh yeah, the performance yeah, on that yeah and you're well, saying I, you're feel I, I can finally do it now after 25 years you know it took me that long to know me, you know? And and uh, you, you keep saying the original, what, they redid it? Well, he redid, then he had the We Bleed 17 where he did different arrangements. Yeah, he redid okay. a bunch of stuff on that work because of course, as you probably know, when you write a song and record a song, it go, can go through many changes. Um, and of course he just sits there and listens to it. So yeah, the We Bleed Metal and then the We Bleed Metal 17. Nice, well, I gotta tell you, uh, out of all Everything that you've done. Yeah. This one here is my favorite. Woo! Yeah. Leather yeah. too, and you were nice enough to autograph that. Yeah, movie. I, 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 I got to tell you, I'm so proud of that. I met these guys. Let me tell you what happened. I, I met a gentleman that wanted Chastain to go down to Brazil. He's not leaving. So he hooked me up with this guy. So I went down there. I had the pleasure of opening up for Rob Rock, who's huge down there. Mm -hmm. So I had only a three-piece band. Rob Rock had a four-piece. He had this other guitar player, Vinny Tex, that I keep talking about. So I would open it. I would watch him every night. And I was like, motherfucker, this is my band. So I just started having conversations with them. And again, not being a prolific songwriter, I was going, hey, let's try. And I came home from that tour, and Vinny just started sending me stuff. And we just created this record and again, I said to them, and they didn't know about me, which was heaven. I said, we aren't doing layers. We aren't doing harmonies. We're going to go in there. I'm doing this vocally like we were in a bar. You're going to hear me spit. You're going to hear things that are out of key. Love that record. Love that freaking record. I'm so oh, proud it, of that. Yeah. It, you know, I can sit, you know how I've been naming a couple tracks off you. This yeah. one, I, I can't name a couple tracks. I got to name several. Cool. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I mean, right out the gate with Juggernaut. Yeah, it's like such a yeah. blistering burner of a song that it's like yeah. you know what you're in for when you hear that one. Yeah, and a lot uh, of people have said to me, You sounded like you were angry. I'm like, fucking better believe I was angry. I've been doing nothing for 25 years, and I finally found people that think like me. And you know, and they and the, the people in South America are different. We're all jaded in this country. Ah, fuck, I didn't make it. Oh, I don't get paid enough. I'm like, I just want to play. You know, I don't care if I'm, I just want to play and these guys just want to play. And also they're kind of stuck. They like older, older music. Um, they're really into the heavy extreme metal thing. So they like melody. Vinny Tex is so into melody. So they, they really helped me out a lot, you know. Extremely tight band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. They yeah, are yeah. so tight. And, you know, like I, I, there's too many standouts on this album, like, I love Lost at Midnight, Let Us Kneel, The Outsider. Yeah. Uh, Black Smoke is like probably the catchiest. There's so many hooks in that song. Uh, I really that love that song. One. That was the first song that came about. We were in Columbia. We had a few days off in the pollution down there. 
So Rob Rock and I literally were walking around the, the smell, it's just black everywhere. And you're like, holy shit. So that's when we had really started talking about writing music. So we got on an airplane and I just wrote Black Smoke. So that's the first song that we did, I think. But that's the first one that I wrote lyrically, yeah. Oh, I, I just think it's so hooky and so yeah. so catchy. It's one that gets stuck in your brain. Like that yeah. song, there's something. Yeah. I've had more than one occasion where it's just, you know, when songs get stuck in your head out of nowhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're hanging yeah. out and all of a sudden, you know, Black yeah. Smoke comes in my head, you know? Uh, we did that one live too. We were wondering how they were going to go over. We did Black Smoke live and uh, Let Me Kneel. And again, people know me here. So I was going, what are they going to do about it? They were so into that record. Yeah, they were so oh, into it. It's amazing. You know, you got The One and and Hidden in the Dark is so blistering. Again, you know, it's just yeah. Yeah. bam, bam, bam. And, and it's just amazing, you know. And, and you see how plain it is? There's no harmonies. There's no, it's just, I said, I'm going to go in there, cut this song. We're done. I mean, that's what I want to do. And, and probably one of the, your, your greatest vocal performances, in my opinion, is uh, Annabelle. Oh, yeah. I, I'm stuck. I love those ballad things. That's what I got from Ronnie. Build, 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 build. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, and it's like, you know. My it's voice. My voice likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ballad, but then it gets really good, heavy, yeah. mid-tempo. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're yeah. not going to get your typical power ballad from leather, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, uh, um, American Woman has some salty lyrics on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, you wrote the lyrics a, to that. That was a day I was feeling some kind of way, as they say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel I hear a little bit of Van Halen influence, and give me a reason. Am I oh, right? Oh my God! Let me tell you about that song. Vinnie Tex presented that to me. He's totally into. I'm like, no. That's what I said. I said, I don't do this Van Halen stuff, dude. No. But, you know, I respect him so much. And I was thinking to myself, I, I, I have to do everything I can just to grow. I'm like, I'm going to record it anyway. I'm going to see if I can come up with a melody to something like that. I did it. And it was so much fun and sounded so good. I'm like, it's like, we got to do this, you know? It's just like party, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. I, I, I think it's the most solid release. And, and I'm... Um, and are you having the same people work on the next album uh, that worked on Leather 2? Basically, it's just Vinny and I now. We had more of a, a team last time, which I don't want. So uh, a lot of this, Vinny and I basically are writing everything. We'll use the same bass player. Uh, yeah, I should say basically the same. So no, Vinny? I, I, no, no, I take that back. No, Vinny and I are writing everything. So, but Vinny and, Vinny and you uh, yes. wrote a lot off Leather 2, yes. right? Yeah, we, we just we just close the doors and we're just doing it ourselves. So yeah, it's coming along good. Let me tell you, people are hearing it, going, "Wow, yes, yeah, pretty good." So uh, as a singer myself, I got to ask you, what do you, what do you do to warm up? Nothing. You do anything? Nothing at all. You're like Dio. <laughs> Dio didn't warm up either. Uh, you know, I went through periods where I warm. Yeah, no, I just don't do it. Besides the fact that I'm so jacked before I go on. And I used to say that to Rob Rock, who of course we were all older now. He's still hitting those fucking notes. I'm like, dude, what do you do? He goes, I don't do anything. He goes, come on, you know, you get out there, you're warmed up by the third song or you suck. And I'm like, yeah, I do nothing. Yeah. And you never had a problem live. I have, I shouldn't say that. I actually lost my voice totally um, in Italy about three years ago. I got a cold and I literally was like, oh, yeah. no, oh, but I've no. been really, really blessed. But also, I must tell you, I do the Frank Sinatra thing. When I know I'm going to do a record or tour, because I like to drink, 
I stopped doing everything for five weeks. I'm a huge runner anyway, but five weeks before I got something, I'm done. I sleep, I drink water, I run, I sing. That's all I do. I actually, I do a lot of spin. Yes. Yeah, so I do prepare. You sacrifice somewhat. for the art. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been really blessed. I mean, you know, and you also have to understand, which Chastain brought to my attention, I, I did nothing for 20, 25 years. So my voice was a bit contained. You know, these other people have been singing straight on for 30, 35 years. I took a big break. I think that that may have helped, too, because if you're, I mean, it's, you, you have to warm, get back into it. You know, I, but, it took me, I got to tell you, it took me about a year for my muscle memory. I recorded a lot of stuff that I destroyed immediately. Yeah. But a good year, a good year. Yeah. So in those 25 years, did you ever like, you know, just sing anything or yeah. you yeah. just stopped? Yeah. I kind of live my life that way, which is very childish and immature, but that's what I do when I'm done with something. And after Chastain, I had met with a lot of people in LA. I was really blessed that back then when there were labels, people would take my meetings, but you know, it was really heartbreaking, Ralph. Nobody was interested in leather. Um, you know, they already had Doro, they had Lita. I wasn't one of the blonde beauties. Uh, they didn't want me. I did get some offers, but they wanted me to be more poppy and, uh, some of the things they said to me was oh, uh, looks regarded. And I'm like, look, I'm a tomboy. I'm not the beautiful woman. So it really got me. And I was like, you know, fuck you. I'm not going to change. So I was so proud of what I had done. I just walked away. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad you're back because, me uh, too. you know, you, you need to be more exposed to, I mean, people need to hear. I, I, I personally, and I've said it, I've said it on, uh, every time I do my show, you know, you are the best metal female singer ever. Okay, and I that's very that. kind. So as you said, you're you're working. Do you have like any songs done for the next release yet? So I have uh, four done, three are all in pieces. It's basically written. Right. But and we're do you have to keep writing? We're gonna keep writing. Yeah. Um, I was in the process. I did a couple demos and sent them out. Of course, we're always trying to get money. Yeah, I have a bunch of them done. Actually, as soon as I get off the phone with you, I have to start recording. Uh, yeah, we work all the time. You know, thank God for social media, right? Which I hate because uh, he's in Portugal. So we write back and forth this way right now. And Yeah. Are you recording today, you said? Oh, yeah. I record demos all the time. I just okay. do it here on my iPad. That's, that's how we're writing. So it's going to be one of those remote recording sessions type thing? For now, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we were very blessed that first the record was done in Brazil at first. Um, and when the final product came out, we weren't really pleased with it. So Vinny and I went, when we were on the road, we went to Poland to record, redo the vocals at Hertz Studios. The men, the boys, the brothers that do Behemoth, they do Vader, they do Hate, they do Cattle Decapitation, I think they're called. They're into this heavy fucking music. And Vinny had been in a death metal band called Unearthly, I believe. So he knew them. So he talked to them and they, they said they wanted, they're like, yeah, we want to do something more melodic. We want to start. We went there, dude, in five days. I redid everything. I have to go back there. I think it's in Bolestock, maybe Poland. Hertz Studios. Yeah, that's our plan is to go back there to do it. Awesome. So yeah. uh, I, I, what... Like you were saying earlier, you you were more like a, a rock girl, like classic rock type stuff before you got yeah, into like, the band before Chastain. Huge, yeah, huge into Fleetwood Mac, Hart, um, Elton John. There was a band called Ambrosia from upstate New York, Crack the Sky, Boston. 
Yeah, into that huge, and remember my dad started letting me go to concerts and you'd go to Blue Oyster Cult, just that big arena sound. Actually, for my audition for Rude Girl, I sang rock and roll, the heart version. And then, like I said, they just looked at me and they said, you know, try to sing like Bon Scott. I said, okay, I'll try. And it was horrible, but I realized that's what, that's what had always been inside of me. So I just rehearsed for like a year. I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it till I could do it. But it was always inside me. I'm, I'm glad they urged it out. I'm, so not it was, I'm not a Pat Benatar, you know. So it was kind of like uh, being in Chastain made you more metallic. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because he just let me go. Like I said, I was so green, but he used to be like, just go in. We used to do a lot of recording at night, like one, two, three in the morning. And he would be like, just go. Just go sing the song. You got it. You got it. Just go do it, you know? That's awesome. So, so looking back on all your your records, everything that you've released, what are you the most proud of? Leather two, leather two. Yes, my favorite as well. Yeah. Everybody needs to get this. This yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it was it was such a big deal for me. I can't tell you. And again, I was like, wow, is anybody going to even give a shit? Yeah, I'm so proud of that record. All killer, no filler. You need to get this. What, what, <laughs> Let them know where, where they can get this. Letter. Oh, they can go on the leatherleone.com. We sell it on Facebook. They sell it through Dive Bomb. You can get it on eBay. It's everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I just can't wait to record again and play with these guys. Like I said, we have tours that are on hold. So when are we going to be able to tour again, do you think? The spring? Oh, fuck. Uh, you need to come to South Florida. I would love to. I have friends down there that say... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just, and again, I just want to tour. And most people my age, they want to stay at home. You know, I, I plan my life appropriately. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. Look, I can pack up my stocking and go at any time. <laughs> you need to answer to nobody. Yeah, yeah. We are very much alike. The single life. Woo! Yeah. Hell yeah. You have yeah. to answer to nobody. No, yeah, I'm way too want, selfish. Want. I'm too selfish for that crap, yeah. That's where we're alike. Yeah, no wonder, no wonder I'm so much into your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much for uh, talking about that. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't a, a big seller, of course, but people really liked the feedback. Was great. Oh yeah, no, and 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 it's very. Hey, if you want to hear some of it, it's up on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah it's on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, and believe it's, it's all there. It's Spotify, Apple Music. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's just give it a listen, and you need to buy a hard copy. Because this is. I was is actually definitely... just having a conversation with my with Vinny about should we just call the next one three? He goes no. <laughs> <laughs> Any no working title yet? Stuff. <laughs> Any working title yet? No, no. It is funny. The two came about where we were kind of coming up with all these ideas: the leather and this, leather and that. It's, and we're like, you know, people. It's about leather. They don't care who's playing guitar. Let's just call it leather. And I said, well, we just started calling it two, like as a working thing. And it was a joke that I had that I'm really comfortable being number two. I'm really comfortable having somebody ahead of me, you know, in relationships and music and life. I'm like, let's just call it two. And I think my manager at the time said, yes, but in Roman numerals. I said, yeah, okay. Well, it's it's an outstanding release. And Thank I really do. So much. I really do uh, encourage people to go out there and, and check it out. And Leather... Thank you so much for your time. Of course. I have been a fan of yours for uh, decades. And uh, and it's so cool to actually get to talk to you and, 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 and tell you how much this means to me. 
you know, because this album is like, I mean, I've been following you. I love your vocals. I always thought, you know, you, you are the best at, you know, fe- for you. me, for me, you're my favorite. Yeah. But then, then I hear this and I'm like, oh my God, she just topped everything she's ever done. <laughs> yes, yes. This. Yeah, I'm so proud of the work. And it was a labor of love. I mean, those guys worked so hard. And I'm hoping three will be, uh, well, whatever it's going to be called, <laughs> is in the same vein. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it will be, it will be in the same vein. And that's all I, I can do. I can't do a Beatles tribute. Come on, that's, that's, that's all I do. <laughs> I want to hear Leather Leon. Leather Leon, I've always known, and and this is just an amazing CD. So please all go right. out there, Thank get you there. So much. I want, I want, I, I do my best to support you, and uh, and I just want people to catch on because I think it's uh, it's, it's you're criminally underrated. I think. God, that's that's a good title of a song. Criminally that's a good underrated. title of the next album. Holy, that would be a good title. I give you criminally unrated. That's underwriting that down. (laughs) Write it down. I like that. I'm looking at a song right now calling calling it COVID. Maybe we should just call it the COVID tour. I don't know. (laughs) Criminally underrated. Well, thank you too. I appreciate it. Just so you know, I'll look forward to this. Your YouTube. You're very welcome. And if uh, criminally underrated is not the title, how about uh? We're playing Miami Beach. We're going to <laughs> We're coming Miami. We're coming you know, to I've Miami. Never been there. It's it's a pretty crazy city, right? I've never been there. Well, yeah, some parts are really bad and some parts are great. No different than San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Well, San, Fr- San Francisco, look, I come from New York. So San Francisco, I was like, really? This is it? San Francisco is just like a big town. It was insane in the 80s, not anymore. It was happening up until like, you know, the early 90s, but it's not anymore. You know, like anything, the clubs have closed, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving made a huge impact. And now people can watch you on this little device. Why go out? You know, why go out? And a lot, uh, there's a, like a homeless problem over there, I think, or am I thinking somewhere huge. else? Huge, oh, it is yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. I was just there not too long ago to visit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I went to go see, of all bands, Electric Light Orchestra. Where <laughs> did they play? Like at the Warfield or something? That big arena in Oakland. Um, oh, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Sh- you, you, let me know. Do you come out here a lot? No, but if I do, I will definitely. Oh, God, uh, let me, I, you you know, Michael can hook. Yeah, just let me know you're here. We'll go hang. I will definitely know. And it's yeah. been an honor to have you on my show. Uh, and, Anytime. Uh, it, was, it, it was a pleasure. I, I really appreciate when my music moves people. So it's my honor also. And when your new album's out, I would love to have you back on. Yes. Okay, great. We'll do that. The currently unrated record. I'll talk to you soon. Stay safe. Stay inside. Yeah, stay home. You know the deal. Everybody stay home. Be like me in leather. Metal. Thank you so much, dear. Of course. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Leather Leone rules. God, I love her. She's awesome, man. What a great personality, too. She was, uh, I don't know, so into it. I loved that interview. It was just a lot of fun talking to her. and, And really, I mean... I've been into her since the 80s, so it's really cool to actually get to talk to her and get to tell her all my favorite songs and her telling stories behind it. I loved it. And I hope all you that don't know much about leather uh, to look into it, you know? And if you keep listening, maybe, uh, no, not maybe, definitely, you'll get to hear a song inside my vault. All right, we're inside the vault, and I want to play you some leather. 
And I was kind of torn. I mean, there's so many good songs off the Leather 2 album. I pretty much wish I could play the whole damn thing. But you can hear the whole damn thing on YouTube. If you like what you're about to hear, really torn on what song to play. Because I love this album so much. But I figured, why don't we go with track one? Turn this up. If you love the metal, you're going to have to love this. And hear her voice. This is why. This is my favorite female singer of metal. Period. Turn this up. This is Juggernaut. Leather Leon with Juggernaut off her album Leather 2. Check it out. Buy it. 
it'll make your life better. Well, that's another Vieira Vault. Want to thank you all for listening, as always. And, uh, man, I have in the can five episodes for the next five weeks. And within the five weeks, I'm sure I'm going to be making more episodes. So I've been keeping track. Look, I haven't missed a week yet. Yesterday was a technicality. It was Mother's Day. Meant to put it up in the morning, but I forgot. I got up too late. Actually, really late. I had to be at my mom's house at 2.30, and I woke up at like 1.45, and I needed to take a shower and everything. So it's like I jumped out and took a shower and left, and then realized while we were driving to my aunt's house, Oh, man, I forgot to put up the podcast. But here it is, a day later, and here it is. But every Sunday, there will be a new um, episode. This Saturday, though, I'm going to put up... uh, It won't be... The next episode won't be next Sunday. It'll be on Saturday. It'll be my tribute to Ronnie James Dio, which uh, is the 10th anniversary of his passing. I busted my ass to make a documentary for the YouTube channel. But... Next week's podcast is going to be totally different. It's not going to be the documentary. I'm going to do something different with uh, my tribute to Dio for the podcast, and uh, which will have Leather Leone and a future guest, uh, Eric Anderson from Mountaintop Nine. Uh, check out his YouTube channel. He's awesome. So got an episode with him coming up, and he uh, had a little talk with me, his uh, little tribute to Dio as well. And I'll be talking about it myself. And it's going to be a great episode next Saturday. And, uh, geez, I haven't even done that episode yet. So that means there's six episodes coming up. You know, because there's five already. And then this one, which I'm going to do during the week. And have it up on Saturday. And uh, definitely check out the documentary I made on YouTube. Which, um, if you listen to this now, is it new, it's new. I did a little research on Ronnie James Dio of uh, what time he passed away on uh, May 16th, 2010. And it was at 7.45 a.m. in California. So I have my documentary scheduled for 10.45 a.m. here, Eastern Time. So it it coincides right when he passes away. My tribute to the man comes up and uh, uh, hopefully... The podcast will be up eh, probably a little later than that, but definitely check it out. And um, a lot of good stuff, a lot of great stuff, a lot of great episodes coming up for the Vieira Vault. And uh, man, I can't be happier with this podcast and the feedback I'm getting. And uh, it's just been awesome. And also the YouTube page is doing tremendously well. So again, man, if you're listening to my voice now, you know you fucking rule. And thank you, everybody. Thank you all that share it. Thanks who listen. Till next time, my friends. Schmack-a-ma-gob!